podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Friday Breakfast Show, brought to you by the Pirate Rugby. My name is Hugh, and this is your 15-minute mini-podcast, capturing all the news and results in the world of rugby union in between the recordings of the main podcast, as well as Ender's vital rugby TV guide to set you up for your weekend's action ahead. Don't forget to check out our YouTube channel, which is growing all the time. You can find exclusive videos there that you won't find anywhere else. And thank you for the lovely uh, response to our podcast with Maz Mac. Um, We've had plenty of lovely messages, as usual, and it was one that we really love making. And we've just put up a clip of discussing Toulon's troubles, where we uh, name-dropped Mr. Raya Louis of Fiji fame. Um, So, yeah, so go and check that out. And uh, don't forget to check out our Substack as well. There's a long read article going up every Sunday. uh, And uh, I hope that you just enjoy... Uh, reading about some of the more obscure things, which is kind of our raison d'etre here at the Pirate Rugby. Anyway, let's get straight into it with some midweek rugby. So only one midweek rugby match, and it was Pro Dead Der this week. And it was a huge game, an absolutely huge game. Bezier, uh, a.k.a. AESBH Rugby, versus Provence, big spending Provence. This was second versus third at the time. Uh, the home side led Bezier... Um, 14 points to 6 at the break, but Provence fought back and, according to Flashcore, it was an 80th minute try from Fino, converted by a certain Jimmy Gopeth, that decided the game 17-18 in favour of Provence. Provence now top after Vaughan had such a commanding lead. Vaughan play fourth place Montemaison tonight. My goodness me, what an absolute rip-roaring season it is in the Pro Day. I've got no idea who was going up. I was reassured firmly by French journalists and Francisco Isaac that Vaughan were safe. They were definitely up. There was nothing to worry about. And so I became a firm Vaughan fan in the hope that I was supporting a team that might win a rugby match every now and again. And no, they have started losing as soon as I started supporting them. And now I'm all stressed about a rugby team that I can't even watch on TV. Ah, Anyway, such is sports. Right, on to some other bits of news. And Richard Cockrell is the new Georgian head coach. And he's also the coach of Black Lion. So Richard Cockrell, Cockrell, formerly of Edinburgh, Toulon, uh, Montpellier up until earlier this season, just a few weeks ago, and was uh, an assistant with England as well, under Eddie Jones. Unfortunately, he's departed uh, several of those jobs in not the greatest circumstances, uh, but he now finds himself as head coach of Georgia and, like I said, of Black Line. I really think it's really smart that the Georgian head coach should also be the coach of Black Line. If you think he's the right man, he or she is the right person, um, and Black Line and Georgia's games don't overlap, then why not? Because it's essentially that same group of players. You are imparting your uh, knowledge and uh, game plan, your philosophy, onto these players more of the year round. You get more time with them. Uh, If Black Lion were to have access to Georgia's international facilities, then absolutely why not? Um, It's essentially turning your international team into a club side, which is what uh, has worked for New Zealand so well over the years. Uh, And sort of half works for Ireland and a tiny little bit for France and England because they base their squad so strongly around Saracens and Toulouse, or at least have done in the past. But yeah, um, it's definitely, I think, smart from Georgia Rugby Union to organise it in this way, whether Richard Cockrell will turn out to be the right choice remains to be seen. Uh, Anyway, best of luck to him. Speaking of coaches that have been appointed, in the last few minutes it has been officially confirmed that Joe Schmidt is to be the new Wallabies coach. Um, Completely logical and and right appointment. Um, 
Joe Schmidt's track record speaks for itself, and and he's very much revered by the Irish, who still um, respect and and like him from what he achieved with them. And we saw the impact, the transformative impact he had coming in to assist or tell Ian Foster what to do um, for the last year, where a floundering All Blacks side found themselves uh, a kick away from winning the World Cup. So yeah, um, that Lions tour in 2025, which everyone was saying the Lions were absolutely going to batter the Wallabies left, right and centre. Maybe not so much. Joe Schmidt is the master tactician, as we know. He is the chess grandmaster of rugby and he will he will give the Lions a game. I've got no doubt about that. Um, moving on to some player news and unfortunately, it's not a great one. Elson Yanchis, the uh, uh, former Springbok outside half, hasn't quite featured in the Springbok level for a few years now has been banned for four years for doping so uh this is the second uh springbok player in as many years banned for doping um i don't know i haven't read too much into it whether he denies the allegations or he's using the i had a sip from my mate's water bottle that uh the other player used um but yeah just not a good look not a good look um there's a bit of a stereotype around about doping and things in south africa which i, I hope aren't true you know how much I love our, our South African listeners and I love watching South African rugby teams. Oh yeah, not a good look, Elton. Um, maybe that explains the hair. Anyway, moving on to some Northern Hemisphere news. Uh, England squad is announced, and is it fresh or not? Everyone in the English media is saying that it's an incredibly fresh side. Um, but if you take into account some retirements and you take into account some players coming back into it that never should have gone out, like Henry Slade, he should never have been dropped. He should have been England 13 all day, every day of the week, in my opinion. And Owen Farrell stepping away. I mean, Danny Kerr and Joe Cole are still in it. Dan Cole, sorry. Um, how fresh can it be? Anyway, uh, let's see what direction Borthwick takes this team. Will they stick with his minimalist game plan, shall we call it? Or are they going to go a bit more exciting? Um, that latter one doesn't feel likely, does it? Oh, well, we'll find out in the Six Nations. And I'll either be incredibly smug or incredibly sad. So, all or nothing. Uh, other uh, player news, player slash squad news, um, Peter Omani and Gregory Aldrich have been named as captains of France and Ireland, respectively. Uh, Peter Omani, I think, very much the logical choice. Other people were talking about James Ryan being in there, maybe Gary Ringrose. I, did, I, did, I was never really quite fully on board with either of those. I think Peter Omani is the very sensible choice indeed. And I'm sure he's going to do an absolutely incredible job. I'll be interested to see how he handles referees because we know he likes to be a bit of a wind-up merchant. But I'm sure he's smart enough. He's got enough about him to manage himself correctly. He'll certainly be an inspirational leader. Same for Gregory Aldry, an absolutely world-class number eight and rugby player all round. I remember looking up his stats for the opening game of the World Cup for France against New Zealand, and it was absolutely ridiculous. He was a joke of a player. Um, so, yeah, n no problems with that at all. And I look forward to watching both of them in the upcoming Six Nations. Anyway, that's all from me. Not very much news this week. I shall now hand you over to my friend and colleague, Ender. Just to remind you to follow us on Twitter, where you will never miss a bit of content that we drop. And you can also message us with any questions or funny bits of news that you spot somewhere and we'll talk about them on the main podcast. Anyway, thanks very much all and enjoy your weekends of rugby. Right, folks, we've got plenty of rugby this weekend. So let's start with tonight's action in the Champions Cup. At eight o'clock, Connacht host Bristol. This game is available on TNT Sports 2. Then at the same time, Glasgow host Toulon. That game is live on TNT Sports 1. 
Kicking off at 8 o'clock, we also have two Challenge Cup games. We've got Scarlets hosting Edinburgh. That game is available free-to-air in the UK on S4C, and it's also available on EPCR TV. Then at the same time at 8 o'clock in the Challenge Cup, Gloucester host Cast. That game is available on Viaplay Sports 1 and on Premier Sports 1. Moving to Saturday, the Champions Cup action kicks off at 1 o'clock as Bulls host Bordeaux. This game is only available on TNT Sports Extra, so the red button. One caveat, if you're in Ireland and you do use Now TV to watch your TNT Sports, you will not be able to watch this game, unfortunately. The only way to get this is on linear television. Then at 1 o'clock as well, in the Champions Cup, we've got Harlequins hosting Ulster. That game is live on TNT Sports 2. Then at 1 o'clock in the Challenge Cup, Black Lion host Claremont. And that game is available on EPCR TV. Then at the same time at 1 o'clock as well, Poe hosts Zebra. That game is also available on EPCR TV. Moving to 2 o'clock then in Premiership Women's Rugby. Lockborough Lightning play Ealing Trailfinders. That game is live on TNT Sports 4. Then at 2.30, Clontarf host Lansdowne in the AIL Division 1A. This game is available free-to-air on Irish Rugby YouTube channel. Then, moving to 3.15 with the Champions Cup. We've got Racing 92 hosting Cardiff. There is free-to-air coverage of this game in the UK on S4C, and it's also available on TNT Sports 2. And at 3.15 as well, we also have Leicester Tigers hosting Leinster. And that game is being shown on TNT Sports 1. Then at the same time at 3.15, we've got two Challenge Cup games coming up. We've got ONL hosting Cheetahs on EPCR TV. And then also Benetton host Montpellier at the same time on EPCR TV as well. Then at 5.30, Munster host Northampton. There is free-to-air coverage of this game in Ireland on RTE2. There's also coverage on TNT Sports 1. Then at the same time at 5.30, Stade Francais host Stormers. That game is available on TNT Sports 2. Then also on Saturday at 8 o'clock, Saracens host Leon. That game is available on TNT Sports 1. Moving to Sunday, Sail Sharks host La Rochelle at 1pm. There is free-to-air coverage of this game in the UK on ITV1. And there's also coverage on TNT Sports 2. Also at 1 o'clock in the Challenge Cup, Perpignan host Newcastle. That game is available on Viapay Sports 2 and on Premier Sports 2. Also at 1 o'clock in the Challenge Cup, we've got Lions hosting Ospreys. There's linear coverage of this game on Viapay Sports 1 and on Premier Sports 1. Then at 3.15, Toulouse host Bath on TNT Sports 2. And then at 5.30, Bayonne host Exeter on TNT Sports 2. And the last game of the weekend sees the Dragons take on Sharks in the Challenge Cup. That game kicks off at 5.30 on Viaplay Sports 2 and on Premier Sports 1. Sports Social Podcast Network.